more direct than any self-respecting Southern belle would ever be. Ridgely Wainwright Cushing Jameson Lackley Harper Ogden shot me, her youngest child, a glare. But I wasn't the same eager-to-please girl who'd left three years earlier. I returned my wine glass to the table and smiled tightly. Mother, could you join me in the kitchen, please? Not now, Carlisle. We are in the middle of dinner. Lupe, that veal looks divine. Mother. She wore the cream cashmere sweater set with cream wool flannel pants, bone-low heeled shoes, her shoulder-length blonde hair elegant and swept back with a cream velvet headband. She held her own wine glass in her perfectly manicured hand as she studied me over the length of fine linen, sterling silver, wafer-thin crystal, and tasteful fresh flower arrangements made of white roses, light pink peonies, and lavender hydrangeas. After a second, she nodded. My mother was more perceptive than her porcelain china doll exterior would lead the average onlooker to believe. She understood without having to be told that Miss Never Make a Scene Carlisle Cushing was feeling a whole lot like making a scene. She probably followed me from the dining room more out of surprise than anything else. As soon as we stepped into the service galley of stately Wainwright House, the dining room door swinging shut behind us, I stopped abruptly just outside the kitchen and turned back, bringing me face to face with my mother. Oh, she squeaked. I really am not in a position to stay here and help you with your divorce. I have a job, remember? In Boston? She only peered at me. Dear, have you put on weight? I might have pressed my eyes closed and counted to ten. I definitely wondered how I had ever allowed her to trick me into coming back to Texas. And your skin. It looks dry. I don't like to brag, but you know I'm famous for my youthful appearance. But I look this good because I take care of myself, Carlisle. Don't the pilgrims sell moisturizer? On principle, my mother is not fond of anyone who lives north of the Mason-Dixon line. In her personal dictionary, she refers to New Englanders, New Englanders, noun 1620, as one, the Pilgrim people, or assorted variations, two, Yankee-fied, three, Pantywaist Thurston Howell III's. I ignored her criticism and maintained focus, not easy to do when she was looking me over like a judge at a beauty pageant. The only reason I am here is because you called me saying you were having an emergency. Tension settled around her eyes. This divorce mess is an emergency. And if you don't clear it up, then I swear to goodness it is going to be the end of me. She pressed her delicate hand to her chest. Darling, really, I need you. To be completely honest, to say that my mother was larger than life would be an understatement. She should have been a stage actress, probably would have, if it had not been for the fact that as a direct descendant of Texas founding father Sam Houston himself, the great-granddaughter of the fifth Duke of Ridgely, who arrived in Texas in the late 1880s, debutante of the year when she took her own bow more years ago than she was willing to admit, and with more money than even Ross Perot, she didn't do such base things as act on stage. Instead, she acted her way through life until I'm not sure anyone, including my mother, knew who she really was. That said, I am a good daughter and love her, just as I love the rest of my family, 
Though is it any surprise that I have found it easier to be a good daughter when I'm not living right in the middle of my mother's theatrics? I was 25 when I came to this realization, at which point I did the only sensible thing a sensible girl could do. I opened the big atlas in the Wainwright House study to the map of North America, closed my eyes, and took a stab at the page. My finger landed in the Atlantic Ocean, but it was reasonably close to Nova Scotia, Maine, and Boston. Not wanting to be referred to as a Canuck, and having no clue what anyone actually did in Maine other than wear plaid flannel and fish for lobster, I packed my bags and headed for the baked bean capital of the world, landing in a city with a great many people who had more onerous ancestries than I. Even better, not one person in Boston knew my name, which meant, I realized, on a not-so-sensible intake of breath, that I could be anyone I wanted, namely a new...